Welcome to the Bacash Podcast. My name is Don. And my name is Scott. And I just realized I was like mouthing that microphone. Oh. I was like, why is sound distorted? So welcome back. For, for us, it's been quite a while. Um, baseball, COVID, I don't even know. We've got all kinds of things. I don't think COVID things. was our, our COVID. issue, right? I know, COVID was a while ago. Um, baseball, I was writing my capstone. Oh, yeah. He's that's smart it. now. He's a master. Yeah, that's right. I'm uh-huh. a master. Call him Master Don. Master. Master Don. Please tell me. Master Don. <laughs> Let me tell you the secrets to organizational leadership. Wax on, wax off. We, um, what else have we... I mean, you've been wrapping up your... Yeah, I've been wrapping up school. Your school year. Yeah. Cause you, was, you actually teach the school. I was going to the school. Okay, yeah, I was teaching school. So... I don't know if these sports had anything to do with that. Um, I think we may have... Missed one for that. Well, I think that we talked about it, but I wouldn't have made it anyway, probably because of baseball. Oh, okay. But there's okay. only like three weeks of baseball left. So. Okay. Baseball. And it no. wasn't like baseball we've always had. It's like, oh, yes, there will be a practice on this day and then two games. This year it's been like, well, there's two games this week, one that week, three this week, no practice that. You know, it's been. Oh, my God. So it's not even a consistent schedule. No. Oh. That, that's, what I, I, that's what I've hated about it. Okay. I mean,. I'll probably be out of town for their tournaments. Okay. But other than that, I'm not going to be too sad to see it go. Okay. Well, um, I might be able to be more flexible on days with it being summer, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um, keep that in mind. I will. We don't have, like, regular stuff once baseball's over. We don't have any regular obligations. Okay. Our community group had to call it... Um, a few of them are going to Guatemala on a missions trip, so Ooh, they're nice. be out for ten days. We they had to cancel this week because a couple had COVID. Yeah, it still oh, exists. It still exists. Wow. Um, so when you're hearing this in 2027, when I posted, <laughs> um, so yeah, there, so we've missed like a few weeks there. Um, Actually, at the end of the school year, we had some. We started getting those messages. We have COVID, yeah. but. You know, people are allowed to have allergies and not have COVID. People are allowed to have a pimple on their butt and not have so, COVID. It was kind of nice. Every, well, not everybody. Ezra, my son, Callan, my son, and Jill all had this really crazy cold. Jill got hit the hardest mm-hmm. um, where she was super tired all the time, coughing all whatever. And she took like uh. two COVID tests just to see. And both of them came back negative. Okay. Um, Callan had like a weekend where he was like wiped out. But, like, the next day he woke up and you'd think that he had, like, nothing. Oh, wow. Of. And then Ezra had a couple of days afterwards because he shares a room with Cal. So. Oh, okay. And before you're like, shares a room? I have five kids and, yeah, some are doubled up. <laughs> so. Wow. Um, Even on your new place you doubled up? Uh, well, for now. We have the the room that the two youngest are in is the biggest room right. outside of our room. Okay. And it is giant. Wow. I mean, it's a really big room. Because um, I... Uh, gosh, what is it? It's like 17 by 11 or something. I mean, it's like a really big room. Um, <clears throat> it's over the garage. I think they use most of the space for oh, that. okay. And then um, the two oldest boys are right now in a room, but we actually have a carpenter coming. My father-in-law is footing the bill. We have a loft, and we're yeah. going to wall it up and make that a... It'll, it won't be a bedroom, per se, because it won't have a closet. Yeah. But we're going to move our oldest into that one. Oh, nice. Uh, we were going to do the basement, but we looked to do the carpentry, the HVAC, and the electric mm-hmm. would have been ridiculous. Really? So the electric wouldn't have been too bad, but the to have the ventilation done correctly. Mm-hmm. It, it, oh, and we would have had to do flooring, insulation, 
and a few other things we don't have to do up in this loft. Oh, nice. So in the loft, we just have to do the walls with basic insulation in them. Okay. And we might have to do one electric move for a light switch. Okay. And that's, like, not that bad. Because <laughs> so. we, we finally got a hold of our contractor again <coughs> yesterday. Oh yeah, been... oh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And so we hadn't talked to him in months. We're like, hello? Hello? Yeah. Um, He's like, I already have your money. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so... I mean, he's a cool contractor. He does the work and then asks for money. Oh, but then, cool. you know, so he doesn't do it until after the work's done. But, you know, we were like, well, how about our basement? So he walked back through our basement and he hasn't given us new numbers yet. So I'm a little bit nervous with all the inflation and stuff going yeah. up. I was like, oh, no, this cost may have just like. So we have a lot of concrete work we're going to do. Okay. And we had several people come out to give us quotes. Mm-hmm. And it's nutty. But we had, and then we'd have other people that would come out and not hear anything from them. Oh wow! Or they never show up when we ask them to come out. Okay, which is common. Well, we're gonna drywall, put some bathroom down there, a little tiny kitchen. Yeah, we want to see. We want a bathroom in our basement as well. Mm-hmm. We want to slowly set it up as an apartment for Callan. Okay. If he, when he's older, he wants yeah, to yeah. be independent. Mm-hmm. Um, or if he's like. We think he can do semi-independence. Like, okay. He's got uh, Down syndrome. So once again, for if you have no idea what I'm talking about, um, if he wants to stay at home but also have independence, we thought that'd be a great little room for him. Yeah, yeah. So we got an egress window put in because oh, we thought we would have a bedroom down there. Okay. So. But if we could do like a bathroom and like a little kitchen without a stove, but maybe with a microwave and a sink, mm-hmm. we thought it'd be cool for him. Yeah, that's kind of what we're going. We're getting an egress window put in, a bathroom. And then, again, we're going to have, like, a mini kitchen. I don't, I don't think it's going to be anything huge, but, yeah. yeah. Well, kitchens start fires. <laughs> That's true. That's why we were like, microwave and a sink. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially with that being the and basement. You know, it's lots of kindling. Yeah, You know, yeah. like, the entire house. Falling mm-hmm. in on itself. Yeah. Um, egress window. We almost, before we moved out of the first house we were in, mm-hmm. we actually got a few of those priced out. And, like, nothing in that house was conducive to having an egress. Oh, wow. Because there's a back patio that they'd mm-hmm. have to cut up. Yeah. Um, or the other side was a driveway, so they couldn't do it. Right. There's a porch on the front, so couldn't do it there. Yeah. And on the other side, there's a the air conditioner and the gas line. Oh, yeah. And like, so the gas line would, would have cost a couple grand to move. So they can put the egress. That's one of the reasons we moved. Okay. We were thinking about doing a bedroom down there. We're like, never mind. Okay. It's going to cost I didn't realize it was. I, I just thought it was smaller and you wanted something bigger. No, we thought we thought about staying there. Okay. Well, school district played a role, too. Okay. Because Callan and the district we were in probably would not have gone over well. Got it. So. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good times. All right. Well, so, we get a nice I'm place now. I'm glad yeah. I I like all the... Have you seen all the snakes? No. Dude, I got snakes everywhere. Like right. in the Th- yard? Theater. Oh, everywhere, man. In the basement? The- no, no. Outside. Okay. See, I'm uh, afraid of snakes. Do you like snakes? I don't like snakes. I don't really care. So this guy's a little one. I saw him when I was running. He's just hanging in the road. Okay, that's a little big one. No, 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 no. He's like this. Oh, okay. I- I'm doing about a foot and a half. Okay. I'll show you the big one. Oh, there's a big one? Dude, this sucker. He was probably about... Four to five foot long. Dang. He was in the middle of our road. Just in the middle of the road? They like just chill in the middle of the road. Yeah, I think they like to bask. I like they oh, like to eat. Okay. So I like went up and I like went to take a picture of him and he like slithered into the sewer. So oh, okay. And then I got one more. Ooh, so this. This is the biggest of them. I saw him by the side of the road when we were driving. <clears throat> That's a bad picture. Let's see the other one. And uh, I thought it was a piece of tire scrap. 
this guy was probably over six foot long. Wow. Wow. So when if they crawl in the sewer, they can like turn into like the Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles or something. So, uh, yeah, I was talking to the uh, one of the guys there. When I saw the one in the middle of the road, I stopped taking a picture of him. All the kids were like, ah, snake. Nice. And uh, he said that uh, probably once or twice a year, he'll hit one with his lawnmower. Really? Oh, my God. That's got to be fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, snake. <laughs> uh, was a snake. But we've seen, we have snapping turtles, snakes. It's dangerous. Dang. Deer. We have like 30 acres of dense wood. Okay. Us, oh, so. yeah, right in the back. So Yeah. Behind us is like 12 acres, and then there's like another 16 or so off to the right. Oh, wow. And that's just like the one close to us. So, And then okay. across the street, they have uh, woods that back up to a farm field. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we have... So you got plenty of animals then. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that they, they're like, why are these houses in our way? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, but hey, at least we're not playing the whore. That's true. And now that I said that word... Uh, yes. This is chapter 23 of Ezekiel, and if you have kids in the car, turn us off until the kids are out of the car. Yes. This is not kid-friendly. Nope. In not at all. Nope. We told the snake story. That's cute. Yeah. No more, no more cute. No more cute. <clears throat> all right. So you should have said, give the warning before you said the word. I'll put a warning prostitute. on our listing just to make sure. Turn us off as soon as I did not say prostitute. That's I true. think you I said, said whore. whore. Yeah, yeah, straight up. All right. So we are in Ezekiel 23. Um, we are starting to come to the end of the sad, sad part. And, and then eventually it becomes a little bit happier. Eventually. Okay. There's, there's a couple it's chapters. It's a prophet. That's true. It's never happy. No, no. That's true. I'm just adjusting your microphone a little higher. There you nope. At least the dry bones come back to life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So see, there's there's hope. There is. And then, then then you got hope, hope, like, you know, once Jesus comes back and stuff. But I don't want to spoil that. Well, that's New Testament right. stuff. We'll never talk about that here. <laughs> we just talk about the hope of that happening. Yeah. Right. All right. So with that, um, we'll do Ezekiel 23. Um, I'll probably start with 1 through 4. Because that kind of gives a decent introduction to what he's going to be talking about. The word of the Lord is this in SV? <laughs> this is an NIV. Um, oh, you sitter. Sorry, I was picked up the, the wrong The NIV Bible. is a little more graphic, actually. Should I choose the NIV or the go ESV? Uh, whatever you want. I can do ESV. Yeah, that we don't have to say some things that are... Yeah. I just picked up the wrong... Uh, all right, wrong Bible. All right. Yeah. So now, Ezekiel 23 in the SV. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. There were two women, the daughters of one mother. They played the whore in Egypt. They played the whore in their youth. There their breasts were pressed and their virgin bosoms handled. Um, Olaola was... Ohola! Olaola. Ohola. Ohola was the name of the elder. And Holoibba... The name of her sister. You're having way too much fun saying that. <laughs> when I read it, I just kind of went over. I was like, oh, that's O-H and O-B. <laughs> like, I yeah, I was like, oh, I think I just, I think that's just how I looked at it, too. Actually, I was trying to look up at a, a pronunciation and like nobody cares about no one. I should have played it on the cell phone. Like, that'd be like, when we did too. Yeah. How's it say it? They became mine and they bore sons and daughters. As for their names, Ohola is Samaria and Oholeba is Jerusalem. Oholaba! 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 
Somebody's like, I'm turning this off. <laughs> Bear with us. We'll get to the good stuff. You want to say it too. Go ahead. We'll give you a three second pause so yeah. you can say it. All right. That was fun, what wasn't it? All right. So what'd you get? Um, well, the things I found most interesting uh, was one, the whole, they had one mother. Uh, kind of a reminder to the uh, Israelites that they are related to the Samar- to Samaria. And um, I always find that interesting when the Old Testament harps on this, but there's definitely like a, a prejudice against them in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Like Samaria is awful and like, you know, they fight, they're unclean, they throw, the Samaritans would throw like bones into the temple to make it defiled and like they, they, they hated each other. But I find it interesting that once again, um, it's listed here as like, hey, you're the same. You're from the same mama, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yep. You have the same lineage. You have a bunch of idiots. Um, and then, uh, like, well, I guess that was kind of the big part about that. Um, the, uh, where verse three, they played the whore in Egypt. They they played the whore in their youth. It's like that reminder that you ain't doing anything new. That you've been doing it. This is in this is your nature. You're you're you've been rotten since day one. Mm-hmm. Like this is not anything to be surprised about. And, and usually, like in Jewish history, like they don't really fall and screw things up till after Egypt. And it sounds like they were kind of screwing things <laughs> screwing things up. Um, they were kind of messing <laughs> things up. Way before they left Egypt. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And so their sin didn't start in the wilderness. Their sin started even when they were slaves in, in Egypt. And that wouldn't surprise me because it's probably your easy path out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, if we join the Egyptian culture, maybe we can hide and they won't be so mean to us. Right. And maybe it, maybe their gods will be the ones that won't punish us, yeah. per se. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that syncretism doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Now, I did like, so, okay, so you got Ohola, uh, which is Samaria. So the, you would have been specifically talking about the northern kingdom. And they were always seen as being more evil than Jerusalem or Oholaba for the main reason of they fell first. Um, they were the ones that fell. But I, I found it kind of interesting. So um, Ohola means her tent. Which was oh, specifically yeah. focused on Samaria, and Oholiba means my tent is in her, um, recalling the tent shrine, which was in the, you know priestly tradition. Um, that was the place where where God's presence basically um, the, would the have been in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, so you know, I guess because of that name, once again, Jerusalem always thought they were better, um, and. In the, the story and, and in this, you know, they they first would have started off being like, yeah, yeah, like they totally would have agreed that, that yeah, the northern kingdom's kind of messed up, um, but it's not going to last long. And they're going <laughs> to find out, wait, where you're just as bad and actually even worse. Right. Um, and yeah. Which uh, is interesting that um, while daughters don't have that same designation, uh, earlier born and firstborn uh, tended to be thought of as higher. Um, and actually the word here for older is like literally greater. Mm. So the greater sister was Samaria. Right. It just, yeah. It's interesting how 
if you look through even some of the king lists and even through like chronicles and stuff like that like there's a very pro uh judah bend mm-hmm. to a lot of stuff but like when you read the words of the prophet it's a very nah <laughs> hold yeah. up a second um but that once again that pride stays with them until i mean the new testament when the samaritans are the evil horrible beings yeah yeah which is very very interesting yeah and it's also one of those where like um also just kind of a reminder that these stories in ezekiel aren't necessarily factual stories but they're stories to make a point that is definitely meant to push their buttons Mm -hmm. um and remember they're in exile well this would be allegory yeah so and many of them don't understand why they're in this boat like what did we do wrong like and <laughs> let me spell it out for you yeah and even some of the exiles are like oh well we're not in Jerusalem but guess what y'all messed up like you're you're all in that situation so um, it is definitely these are definitely stories meant to go ahead and make a point mm-hmm. um and kind of push some buttons and be like, yeah, guess what? You're, you're part of it. You're not free from... Right. Yeah. All right. So five through ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. Woo. I was going to pick up the Bible. And I'm going to pick up the Bible. Yeah. Um, Ohola played the whore <clears throat> while she was mine. Okay. So I found out SD cards get full. Um, so we lost uh, Scott reading verses 5 through 10 so uh, I deleted some stuff off the card and now we have one hour and five minutes of recording left so if you could read 5 through 10 okay and we're yeah I'm just gonna have to watch the time on this okay so we have one hour and how long left uh, four minutes and 58 seconds all right but we know that's a whole episode and we've already talked about part of it so you okay know. cool yeah I've right. on it. so now we are back to <clears throat> verse 5 yep Ohola played the whore while she was mine, and she lusted after her lovers, the Assyrians, warriors clothed in purple, governors and commanders, all of them desirable young men, horsemen riding on horses. She bestowed her whoring upon them, the choicest men of Syria, Assyria, all of them, and she defiled herself with all the idols of everyone after whom she lusted. She did not give up her whoring that she had begun in Egypt, for in her youth men had lain with her and handled her virgin bosom and poured out their whoring lust upon her bosom. Um, Therefore I delivered her into the hands of her lovers, into the hands of the Assyrians, after whom she lusted. These uncovered her nakedness. They seized her sons and her daughters, and as for her, they killed her with a sword, and she became a byword among women when judgment had been executed on her. So, Oholaba, Oholaba, would have been like, yes, I totally agree with that. Like, they would have been excited about what Ezekiel's saying. They're like, yeah. Um, but that's not really what's going to happen in a minute. Yeah, this is basically saying um, you sought out other nations and other gods to be your protector. And he's using the adultery terms, which we've talked about, you know, probably many times mm-hmm. throughout Minor Prophets. Um, basically, yeah, yeah, we've talked about bosom a lot of times in the anyway. And what does bosom mean? Can uh, chest. Can you the Hebrew? It, uh, yeah, I can. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, it's because it's, it's not necessarily a, a sexual connotation, you little pervert. 
<laughs> but I can find it though. Just for funsies. Because you know. Do, 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 do. Um, but yeah, the as I look for that, just um, Shamanazar, right? Uh, Jehu paid tribute to him. Mm. Um, basically proving <clears throat> Ezekiel's point. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And, and again, most of Jer- Israel being um, Jerusalem at this time would have been yes. You know, that makes sense. We understand Samaria was messed up. That's why the northern kingdom fell so quickly. And that's that's why we lasted longer. So, so, so far. So, so really quick, this is uh, actually um, uh, this Hebrew word is a little more crass. Ah. <laughs> um, so it's not just the, uh, you know, like chest area. Uh huh. It's got a little more, so we'll just sleep it at that. <laughs> and what is it? I told you. Well, <laughs> so, oh, the Hebrew word, it's, uh, it's, uh, let's see here. They go the other way, right to left. So, da, dadi? 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 Dade? Dada. Da, da. I can't think of the two dots under. I can't remember what the vowel sound was. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, it didn't last long. And uh, Hebrew. Uh, I need to go back and do it. I actually got some stuff I'd like to try out, but I just haven't yet. Haven't had a chance. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's a little, it's a okay. little more. Yeah. So Ezekiel's a little bit more rated R than. Oh, this is probably the most rated R book outside of Judges. Yeah. At least because of this chapter. Mm-hmm. This is like the movie you go to see and you're like, oh, why is that rated R? And then there's like those two scenes and you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. why it's rated R. Okay. Oh, because he shoved his knife through his eyeball while yelling the F word. That's why. But the rest of the movie has nothing like that. You know. It's, right. Yeah. And then you get into Bad Boys 1, 2, and 3. and Oh, geez. Bad Boys 1. Yeah, okay, action adventure. Yeah. Bad boys oh, yeah. too. Boy, that's a lot of F words. Oh yes. I think we counted. <laughs> yeah. And we, we were up to like definitely the second two digits by <clears throat> five seconds. Yeah, so I think we counted over two hundred, didn't we? Oh uh, you know, we counted. like yeah. in the first scene, that's when Keith and I looked at each other, we were like, we should probably start counting. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so yes. Um it is not again, Israel Ohalaba is like, yep. Yep, that, that makes sense. This is Samaria. But Ezekiel's not done. Um, he still has a story to tell. Well, what's it in 10 when he says, and she became a byword among women? That basically means that like she became a, a verb and an adjective. <laughs> um, it was like, uh, oh, yeah, if you, uh, you know, if you guys been doing this Samaria, like, mm. you know, like, oh, man, she's Samaria that <laughs> like, it's it's not. Um, the commentary that I was using said it would be like how we use like Jezebel. Like, oh, oh wow. man, she's a real Jezebel. Okay. Like to talk about someone who is real poopy. Okay. Um, but like, this is like when referring to somebody who's a whore, they would have said, oh, hola, oh, hola, oh, hola, oh, hola, Okay. So yeah, that's way to be famous. All right. So yeah, yeah you're right. That, you know, Jerusalem's right. Yeah, she's so bad. She became the naughty word. Okay, do you want to read eleven? I can. <laughs> Let's see how this goes for them. Um, but her sister Oholaba was not an Ohola. She was an Oholaba. <laughs> Sorry, I should not read into scripture. My fault. Verse eleven. 
Her sister Oholaba saw this, and she became more corrupt than her sister. Um, in her lust, and in... Wait, how far am I going? 21. Sure. Um, and she became more corrupt than her sister, in her lust and in her whoring, which was worse than that of her sister. She lusted after the Assyrians, governors and commanders, warriors clothed in full armor, horsemen riding on horses, all of them desirable young men. And I saw that she was defiled. They both took the same way, but she carried her whoring further. She saw men portrayed on the wall, the images of the Chaldeans, portrayed in vermilion, wearing belts on their waists, with flowing turbans on their heads, all of them having the appearance of officers, a likeness of Babylonians whose native land was Chaldea. When she saw them, she lusted after them, and sent messengers to them in Chaldea. And the Babylonians came to her into the bed of love, and they defiled her with a whoring lust. And after she was defiled by them, she turned from them in disgust. When she carried on her whoring so openly and flaunted her nakedness, I turned in disgust from her as I turned in disgust from her sister. Yet she increased her whoring, remembering the days of her youth, when she played the whore in the land of Egypt and lusted after her lovers there, whose members were like those of donkeys and whose issue was like that of horses." I'm trying not to laugh because I'm in middle school, people. <laughs> Thus you longed for the lewdness of your youth when the Egyptians handled your bosom and pressed your young breasts. So, if you're like, hey, my kid's 11 years old, can probably handle this. Seriously, turn <laughs> off the podcast till the kid is out of the car. Um, or wherever you're listening. All right. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I'm serious. Get, get, the kid, get the kid out of the room. Put the headphones in. Um, help us out. Tell me about whose lovers' um, members were like those of donkeys and whose issue was like that of horses. Oh, boy. This is the one chapter I've been so looking forward to. <laughs> um, essentially, this is, uh, this is a smack in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, not only did you do what Samaria did, you went further, and then you knew you weren't supposed to, but instead of stopping, you increased. I mean, that's essentially the first 19, 20 verses. Mm-hmm. It's, you saw what your sister did with the Assyrians, and you made your own alliances with another nation, Babylon. You got infatuated and enamored with what you saw, you thought that they would save you from all things and that you'd get, gain freedom. And when they didn't give you that, and they took you off into Chaldea, as I like to call it, Chaldea as you call it. Um, Which is the right one. Uh, there's no CH sound in Greek, Hebrew, oh. or Latin. So okay. there you go. Um, that's what I have to say. And um, He's saying I'm wrong. Go that's why it. it's Christ, not yeah. Christ. <laughs> um, you, tur- where is it? you turned your head when you... Saw them, she left it after them, sent messengers, and the Babylonians came into the bed of love. And they defiled her with their whoring lust, and after she was defiled by them, she turned from them in disgust. So she knows what she did was stupid, and then goes on to verse 18. When she carried on her whoring so openly and flaunted her nakedness, I turned in disgust from her. So now God's like, wait a minute, I thought we had some repenting going on here. You know what you did was, eh. But you keep doing it. So he turns away. 
And then verse 19, yet she increased her whoring, remembering the days of her youth when she played the whore in the land of Egypt. So it's like, it's like the prodigal son is in the pigsty and says, man, I could just return to my father. But instead of doing that, continues to do what he was doing and even worse. Forget the prodigal part. Sounds about right. Yeah. So, once again, we're talking about pretty much the horrible aspects of their sin. Mm -hmm. If you've ever prayed the prayer or wanted to know, well, you know, how bad is my sin? This is kind of what sin looks like in the eyes of in the eyes of God. Like it's not a stand in the front of the church Sunday morning sermon where, oh, we've all sinned. Like this right here is a picture of our sin and what it does to God and what it does to his heart. And many times we can say, well, um, you know, I've stopped my sin. But the problem is, is how many times have we not? Um, we've recognized our sin and yet still do it and maybe escalate it even further than it was. Um, and maybe I'm just an evil, bad person, but I've seen myself in the boat of going, oh, I see that it's sin. And I do that sin and I take it further, um, realizing consciously kind of what is happening. And the commentator basically says that verse 19 is almost like uh, calling up your ex that used to abuse you and turning back to them thinking those are the good old days. Hmm. Like, so basically calling your abusive ex for a booty call is essentially what's going on here. And then saying like, you know what? I can move back in there. It was great because that is essentially where they tried to go for more military help. And I think if I recall, I'm trying to remember Bible lands and life ways. Egypt at this time is nothing, is nothing more than a joke. Like they went through like years of bad pharaohs and bad leadership. Mm -hmm. So not only that, they're going back to somebody that had nowhere near the power and might that they had when they were there. Mm -hmm. They were not a mighty nation at this point. I don't think they had returned to good standing at this time. Hmm. So. so they're just going back to someone that really can't help or do much. Right. Which I think we saw many times throughout the Old Testament where when they did go back to Egypt, it never ended well anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah. So verse 20 is as bad as you think it is. Read it in the NIV and you'll get a better idea of how bad it go ahead and read 20 out of the niv i'm working on it NIV. Yeah, you have an iv right here on the table oh i do yes yeah. oh, well, you try to use the computers well, I, I forgot that the, we'll address the donkey member in the room <laughs> I, I, i'm not i'm in middle school i'm trying not to comment um there she lusted after her lovers whose genitals were like those of donkeys and whose emission was like that of horses I'm not quite sure what <laughs> point he's trying to make here. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. It's like it's like this was like for shock, maybe. I guess. I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't really looked at a donkey or horse's genitals, so I mean, I'm assuming they're well endowed. <laughs> When I said I was in middle school, I mean, we're both in middle school. 
Yeah, um, I, I, do, I, I mean, the two commentaries that I had literally like just said, "Yeah, it's pretty crass, huh?" <laughs> like, yeah, and like I just I don't I don't know where to look to find the point of being so graphic. What I think is funny is that I mean the NIV is not as tame as the ESV. And that usually doesn't happen very much. Usually the ESV is a little bit more. I said they definitely like, they definitely washed over the power behind that. Yeah. Because like the, the word issue there. Hold on. Yeah. It, Get your kid out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be like, "Why are you going on and on about this?" Because I'm confused. Uh-huh. Like, uh, quite honestly, as to like how that was the choice of words. So you longed for the lewdness of your youth when in Egypt your bosom was caressed and your young breasts fondled. It literally, issue there, literally means, like, ejaculate. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, like, bad. And I apparently picked, like, the most Mr. Rogers commentaries... Yeah, well, I got nothing off that either. Again, they just said, oh, this is really... It's like, okay. And both of my commentaries use the NIV as their base. What is... Uh, I'm looking at my second one here to see if maybe... Let's see, I've got another commentary in here also that I don't remember if I used. Let's see. Yeah, I, I highly suggest if you want to find out what that means, I would not go to Google or YouTube. No, no, no. I feel like that would be a bad idea. Oh my gosh, this commentator said that um, the word issues literally would be floods. <laughs> anyway, um, the result of such thoroughgoing depravity is predictable. A fitting judgment will fall on the head of this woman. The Lord will stir up her lovers against her from all around, not merely the Babylonians and the Assyrians, but, and then he goes on talking about the other. Like he just, he he says that maybe uh, he points to Devries, who says she had forgotten that she should have remembered, and remembered what she should have forgotten. In her lust, she was not even limited by natural relationships. Instead, she saw through whose sexual capacities were not merely superhuman but positively bestial. So he's saying that, like, she was so far gone, she was, like, looking for otherworldly experience. I guess that makes more sense than... It's just such a... What I was... I didn't know what I was thinking. It's like, reading, 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 reading. (laughs) Like, smack. (laughs) I mean... That was a horrible smack. But, I mean, sadly enough, though, like, as much as... As much as I went middle school there, like the reality of of it is, is how though different is it from? I mean, if that last interpretation or commentaries thing was they're looking for an outer worldly experience or something totally whatever, like is that really different than our current American culture? Like with the amount of I don't even know like how it is that we 
Well, how we look, yeah, the abnormality and the what we've created in our overly sexualized like culture, where I mean, with Not. your identities and your what you can do and who you can do it with and how you can do it, and like, is it really that much different? Like, like the the whole <clears throat> like, yeah, it's definitely. I guess you're right. I mean. It's like on an individual level. I mean, we can even go outside of like the sexual realm for a minute. I'm thinking about some of the um, laws like that were going on in San Francisco and stuff like that, where if it wasn't a crime to steal unless it hit like a certain dollar amount. Mm -hmm. And there are like videos of store owners literally showing people like walk out of their store with stuff like shoplifting. So it's one thing when you have it on a singular level and a person is shoplifting and then they grow into stealing bigger stuff and then bigger stuff and then potentially, you know, going into like robbing a car, robbing a bank. Um, <clears throat> they start holding people up and killing them for money. You know, like there's that progression of I, no one's stopping me. It's a whole nother ball game when the behavior is being reinforced or condoned by a whole entire people group mm -hmm. uh, whether that be a <clears throat> gang of people that are anarchist in nature or a whole entire city culture government so on and so forth so yeah I guess it like if you grow out of that exponentially it just gets worse and worse mm -hmm. and how do you describe that to somebody well you might have to if you're telling an allegory like this you might have to bring in a shock factor to say it's not just a little bit it's a it's a lot yeah like and it's growing yeah and we've got an entire culture that is like taking a sin and making it larger and worse and more like we're, we're just making it larger and more exponent like it's i mean it's yeah. becoming it's en engulfed in our society and we go oh okay well then what's the next step and we're always, you know, so here's one step, all right? Oh, okay. Oh, Our culture has embraced it. Now let's take it two more steps, then three yeah. more. And like... Not to get too political, but Canada, our great neighbors to the north. Yeah. I think there's two listeners there. Um, are preparing to decriminalize small amounts of hard narcotics. Yeah. So, okay. You had a little bit of heroin on you. That's, you know, we get it. You have a problem. But... Uh, where does that stop? Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, he had one needle. Well, what if he had two syringes? What right. about three? What if he was a dealer? And it was, it was, he was only harming three or four people or five or six or seven or, you know, it's like, yeah. at what point does that slow down? Mm. And I hate to be like that guy who's like, you know, like it started with like marijuana. Yeah. He said, it doesn't hurt anybody but the person using it right. at most. And, you know, now we're doing, Canada is kind of opening the door to other drugs as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least in North America, I don't know what it's like in other parts of Europe or whatever. But at what point does it is does it stop? Mm -hmm. Depends on how high of your tolerance goes. Yeah, yeah, I, and I don't know. And right now, it doesn't seem like we have much of a moral code unless it goes against your moral code, and then it's not a moral. I, I don't it's know. Not really, no. Yeah, uh, there's a hive mind. <clears throat> there's like a, you know, it seems to be like a group of people that are saying that I, in America 
there's the conservative hive mind and the liberal hive mind that they only focus on talking points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you say that's, you know, stupid conservative talk or that stupid liberal talk, you, you know, you, you have a group that reinforces that with you. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's just, that's morality. Morality is the, the red or blue side in America. Mm-hmm. That's who, that's who people look up to. Yep. I, yeah. I don't know. I could lose listeners really fast if you want me to. Yeah, I could too. That's why I'm up. <laughs> All right, so let's go on. Um, 22 through 27. <clears throat> Let me switch back to ESV. <laughs> All right. Um, therefore, uh, O Ohlaba. Isn't that awful? Therefore, O Ohlaba. Like, why did you put the O in there? Therefore, O Ohlaba. <laughs> Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will stir up against you your lovers, from whom you turned in disgust, and I will bring them against you from every side, the Babylonians and all the Chaldeans, um, Pekad and Sheoah and Keokawah and the Assyrians with them. Is that Campgrounds of America? Anyway. <laughs> Probably. KOA. <laughs> um, with them desirable young men, governors and commanders of all of them, officers and men of renown, all of them riding on horses, and they shall come against you from the north with chariots and wagons and a host of peoples. They shall set themselves against you on every side with buckler, shield, and helmet, and I will commit the judgment to them, and they shall judge you according to their judgments, and I will direct my jealousy against you, that they may deal with you in fury. They shall cut off your nose and your ears, and your survivors shall fall by the sword. They shall seize your sons and your daughters, um, and your survivors shall be devoured by fire. They shall also strip you of your clothes and take away your beautiful jewels. Thus I will put an end to your lewdness. And your whoring begun in the land of Egypt, so that you shall not lift up your eyes to them or remember Egypt anymore. So this this section kind of hits a few things. One, hey, remember those people that were so bad that your sister was having, uh, you know, relations with them? Well, they're going to be the ones that are going to come in and get you. <laughs> um, but there's this uh, thoroughness to it where he starts naming other Nations, the Babylonians, Chalde- all the Chaldeans, including these little three, three little tribal nations or groups, not even organized enough to be considered massive, like armies, will be coming against you. So there's like this thoroughness of like the whole land is going to turn against you. And if you think it's just human, it's not because I'm also going to turn my jealousy against you. So there's like a, a mix of the divine. So it's basically reinforcing that even these armies coming down from big to small are part of this divine judgment. And and it's, I mean, in a sense, he's just turning them over to the, to the very thing that she's pursuing anyway. However, at that same very moment... Um, if you notice, she actually wasn't killed. Um, however, she was stripped of her beauty. She was stripped of her jewels or, you know, all of those things that she utilized to continue in her prostitution and her whoring was actually removed and taken away from her. They cut off her nose and her ears. So, Which, which is actually, uh, <clears throat> in the, a lot of ancient Near Eastern uh, cultures, that was like a common mm-hmm. uh, punishment for adultery was that your... Could you imagine that? Oh, was it? I, I also Oof. got where some of that stuff was 
um, part of normal. Was it? Oh no! By the same thing. Yep, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's... So yeah, don't get caught in adultery. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, being given over to your horror, your prostitution. And yet you're going to be stripped of everything that made you, I guess, like attractive too. Yeah, or that helped you. Lusted after, yeah. Prostitution career. I don't know. What do you even call that? I don't know. Um, Hobby? So anyway, yep. So it's it's not going to turn out well. Um, 2831? Yeah. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will deliver you into the hands of those whom you hate, into the hands of those from whom you turned in disgust, and they shall deal with you in hatred and take away all of the fruit of your labor and leave you naked and bare. The nakedness of your whoring shall be uncovered. Your lewdness and your whoring have brought this upon you because you played the whore with the nations and defiled yourself with their idols. You have gone the way of your sister. Therefore, I will give her cup into your hand. Thus says the Lord God, you shall drink your sister's cup that is deep and large. You shall be laughed at and held in for it contains much and you will be filled with a drunkenness and sorrow a cup of horror and uh, desolation the cup of your sister Samaria you shall drink it and drain it out and gnaw its shards and tear your breasts for I have spoken declares the Lord God therefore thus says the Lord God because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back you yourself must bear the consequences of your lewdness and whoring so I went through 35 Um, well, judgment. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the, uh, the cup here is basically like the cup of judgment, cup of wrath. Uh, not really a solely apocalyptic. We see a lot of like the bowls and cups and stuff Mm -hmm. in like Daniel and Revelation, but here we're seeing more just like this is the cup of God's wrath. Yep. And you're going to drink from it. And, and really just being handed over to your own sin is kind of what it comes down to. Um, instead of gaining anything, ruin, desolation. Um, I don't know. You shall drink it and drain it and gnaw on its shards. That doesn't sound too yeah. comfy. Um, um, yeah, that, that seems like it might be a, a symbol of... Um, like when the judgment is done you're gonna like actually see the horror of what is going on and you're gonna become like kind of one with it you're gonna gnaw on the shards it's gonna tear you up it's it's supposed to be sobering (laughs) well the tearing of your breast doesn't sound very I was gonna say sexual I don't know if that's the right word but you had the you went from fondling breast to tearing of breast that sounds a little bit more violent and harsh than then oh, maybe yeah. what was the original whoring process? I, I don't know. I'm, but the language there seems fairly violent um, and not necessarily I, not necessarily a good thing as, as you're giving over to that judgment and wrath. Yeah, it's almost like um, when she sees like the fate of her sister coming from the same wrath and she realizes that that's what led to her sister's death, her sister's slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, that the whole like tear your breast is like basically like I'm going to try and like 
remove what got me into this mess. Um, basically, like I said, like the realization of what's going on, you're going to like try and, you know, do anything you can to reverse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, including like mutilate yourself and like cut out what caused the problem in the first place. And, and I mean, it comes down to, um, what's he say? Because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back, you yourself must bear the consequences of your lewdness and whoring. Mm-hmm. Um, really in his wrath, he's giving over to, I mean, the very, I mean, the very thing that they're trying to go ahead. I mean, he's giving them over to their own sin, basically. Right. Um, here's the consequences for your sin. Um, this is the choice you've made. Um, and, well, how do you like it? Yeah, and instead of repenting, they're going to try and take care of it themselves by... Right. Yeah. And, and and God is not one of those... I mean, we spent half of Ezekiel with warnings. Um, then half right. of it, it's coming... Like It's, it's going to happen overnight. Yeah. And, and you look at the rest of the prophets, it's not like God didn't provide warnings and opportunities to repent. Um, it is very clear choices that, that were made, even with those many opportunities of repentance. Yeah. Um, all right, verse 36. Um, I'm just checking the time. Because uh, we're almost done, technically, aren't we? Do you think you can go all the way through to the end? I can. Okay, yeah. The Lord said to me, Son of man, will you judge Oholah and Oholeba? Um, declare to them their abominations, for they have committed adultery and blood in their hands. With their idols they have committed adultery, and they have even offered up to them for food the children whom they had borne to me. Moreover, this they have done to me. They have defiled my sanctuary on the same day and profaned my Sabbaths. For when they had slaughtered their children and sacrificed to their idols on the same day, they became or they came into my sanctuary to profane it. And behold... <clears throat> This is what they did in my house. They even sent for men to come from afar, to whom a messenger was sent, and behold, they came. For them you bathed yourself, painted your eyes, and adorned yourself with ornaments. You sat on a stately couch with a table spread before it, on which you had placed my incense and my oil. The sound of a carefree multitude was with her, and with men of the common sort, drunkards, were brought from the wilderness, and they put bracelets on the hands of the women and beautiful crowns on their heads. Then I said to her, who was worn out by adultery, now they will continue to use her for a whore, even her. For they have gone into her as men go into a prostitute. Thus they went into Ohola and to Oholeba, lewd women. But righteous men shall pass judgment on them with the sentence of adulteresses and with the sentence of women who shed blood because they are adulteresses and blood is on their hands. For thus says the Lord God, bring up a vast host against them and make them an object of terror and plunder. And the host shall stone them and cut them down with their swords. They shall kill their sons and their daughters and burn up their houses. Thus I will put an end to lewdness in the land that all women may take warning and not commit commit lewdness as you have done and they shall return your lewdness upon you and you shall bear the penalty of your sinful idolatry and you shall know that I am the Lord your God so some would say this is like a summation of basically the first part of the whole book Um, or of Ezekiel Hmm. like this is kind of the summary chapter of like you know this is what you've been doing We saw that though. I mean, because we saw that like in sixteen, and we've right. seen that in kind of. Uh, I mean, so 
would you say then that there are multiple chapters that are summing up the the whole of the book so far then? Well, you got to also look at it like a time um, when he's giving his, you know, at the beginning he's giving some prophecies via props and then, you know, summing up that section and okay. then kind of moving forward and summing up that section. But this is, this is kind of like entering into... Um, basically uh, I was trying to find the note that I had sorry sorry this is chapters 20 through 23 not the whole book my apologies alright so summary of so far yeah. Okay. yeah I apologize I can't read my own handwriting apparently so we're good my bad and then so we get into I was looking through my notes real quick so is very chapter 24 is that when it gets into because there's like an intermission and then we get the intermission um yes so now we're going to start getting into the intermission kind of where, okay, the siege is going to end up happening. Um, you're going to start to see where, okay, this isn't just happening. His wrath isn't just happening on Jerusalem, but there's going to be happening against some other countries. Um, and then we're going to see kind of the, the tone of the book change slightly, I think, um, as God readdresses Jerusalem after the wrath and that sort of thing, if I'm correct. So I guess that would make sense then for this to be a summary of sort of of everything that's happened so far. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can understand kind of what where that is. Um, but either way, um, lots of sin. The sin is kind of disgusting and horrible. And that eventually God turns us over to our own desires and um, we have to suffer the consequences that come with it. And, and that is... Not a vengeful wrath, but a, a wrath of giving over to our own sin and our and um, we see right now um, them being in a not so great place as um, God has revealed to them how horrible their sin is and um, yeah we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Is there anything else that you needed to add or want to add to that or yeah um, <clears throat> things to kind of keep in mind also uh, we talk about this a lot but like. Uh, kind of right on 37 for they have committed adultery and blood is on their hands um, with their idols they have committed adultery and they have even offered up uh, up to them for food the children whom they have borne to me um, idol worship adultery and child sacrifice these are not allegorical these are factual this is what was going on in these countries so like the wrath is coming down is a vengeance for these sins uh one of these i mean all of these are bad but the abomination of child sacrifice is huge um they're killing children and offering them to a, a god that doesn't even exist and that's like you know a big part of why this judgment is coming down. They've turned against God, they're worshiping idols, and they're destroying his people, which he rescued and saved out of Israel. And and the thing is, is not only that, they're desecrating the temples, and they're going yeah. into temple and 
what they want to worship God and defiled my sanctuary. Right. Like uh, what? So it's not even, it's not even the thing where, where it's happening just outside of God's home. Like you're talking about the place and presence of where God is supposed to be. You are still allowing these detestable practices to happen. And then you're coming in and I guess saying you're worshiping God and, and that's way not, I mean, that, that's way not okay. Um, yeah, I mean, even even if you, yeah, I, even, I was going to make an example, but it's gross, so I'm not even going to go there, so forget it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll leave that at that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I got anything else. I think it's interesting. They kind of ravage um, Israel in the end. Like, mm-hmm. basically, like, she thinks she's offering them something for something Mm -hmm. uh sex for security sex for power sex for you know whatever in reality they're getting everything and she's getting nothing but used Mm -hmm. i mean because even i can't find the verse like basically you're worn out yeah well and and the thing is is though was it even getting something i mean because in verse in chapter 16 i mean they were (laughs) she was she was handing her jewels and her stuff. I mean, they weren't even paying her. She was paying them in order right. to go and oh, yeah, participate yeah, right. in these whorish acts. So well, like, yeah, and that's the same thing that's going yeah. on here. She thinks that this is going to quote unquote buy her something, mm-hmm. and it's not. No, selling selling herself out for completely nothing. Yeah, and selling out completely everything. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Welcome to our sin. Yep. It's pretty so gross. Next time you hear that that nice little sin um, thing from the front of a sermon or a church and you're like, oh, we have sinned. Or or even when you think of the cross, like, I mean, when you think of Jesus and how he came and rescued, like our sin is not just, oh, we've sinned. It's not like a little word. I mean, there is deep hurt um, as to how it impacts us and, and how it impacts our relationship with God. Um, and I think Ezekiel does a great job um, of really helping us to see and understand um, the de- devastating impact um, of what sin is and what sin can do. Um, and even how we even respond to sin. Like we look at Ezekiel's allegories and go, oh my gosh, like <laughs> uh, this is disgusting. But, but what if we put ourselves in that same boat and look at, at our own sin in that way? Um, should we not hate our own sin and our own actions? Um, because we look, you know, again, we look at, at is Israel. I mean, could we be in that place where we look to other people like, oh, there's Samaria. Look how bad they are. Um, right. or, a lot of times we are. Yeah. Or that law. What is it? Jesus says, you know, check that log in your own eye before you go ahead and, right. and, and you know, see the speck in your brother's eye. Um, I actually kind of believe that some of this is fairly applicable with with how it is that we view our our own lives and our own sin and a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So definitely agree. I think it's it's something we um, we might look at like you know Puritans or John Piper and think like oh my gosh they're just so overbearing about it. It's like no they take it seriously mm-hmm. because they've read this. Yeah. So. I guess, yeah. like, if I was, like, to implore a listener uh, anything right now, would be I would implore you to really examine your sin mm-hmm. and, you know, examine your life and see where, where it's at and find that freedom in Christ and not 
you know, whatever it is that you're running to in place of him. Yeah. I have to cough. And, <coughs> and, and then the great thing about not ending in Ezekiel is we do have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and, and the rest of the New Testament to remind us that although our sin is great, God's grace is amazing enough to go to, to it's amazing enough to go beyond how horrible our sin or this mm-hmm. is um, and to, to realize if we realize how bad our sin is we can also realize how amazing God's grace is yeah. um, so we have another part of the story that Ezekiel didn't necessarily give but would you get a tattoo that's a grace whore I don't know I might get kicked out of the church um, maybe in, in Hebrew like right on your neck Dude, I'll get it. I'll get it in Hebrew if you get it in Hebrew. Okay. We'll get matching tags. All right, good deal. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. What does that say? I can't tell you. <laughs> You're in Hebrew. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I already have Hebrew. Look, see? We get more Hebrew on ourselves. You know, yeah, yeah but that, that doesn't say grace for her. No, that's just Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put grace for her next to your son's name. No, no, I got, no. Other, I got other appendages. That's, that's fair. I have lots of free real estate. Well, you do have your neck. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, okay. I have to think about work. Probably not the neck. This arm's pretty full, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta go on this one. Yeah. With, with your luck, you'd you'd go to one of your conferences and someone knew Hebrew and be like, "Why does your neck say yeah. grace for?" For for reference, I have half half sleeveish mm-hmm. on one arm of tattoos. So if you're ever wondering, my other arm needs more tattoos. It's lonely. It's got I, some tattoos, but not a lot. I, I have a student who uh, just graduated, and she. Uh, um, is taking uh, she's an amazing artist she's uh, uh, working as an apprentice under a uh, tattoo mm-hmm. artist and wants to start her own but she offered me some good deals I can pretend to be you mm-hmm. well I'm sure she'll, she'd go ahead and uh, offer some tattoos I, I want mm-hmm. I want more ink yeah. I want lots of ink <laughs> she's, she, she's Christian too like I have to see some of her portfolio because okay. I had a um Kind of down here, I had to have some of that done over because I had an apprentice do some of it, and the, the ink blew out. Okay. Because they didn't know how to do it. It takes time to learn, but... Yeah. Nobody will tattoo my mole. Look at that. Oh, did they just oh. skip over it? Yeah, they won't yeah. do it. Anyway, All right. yeah, we're probably well over. Uh, we got 20 minutes before the card oh, runs out, okay. but we're at, like, probably about an hour. So. Cool. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.